Welcome to Leadership DNA, a podcast for those who aspire to be a better leader. Alongside Arturo Gomez, I'm Rob Cressy. And Arturo, I am super excited for today's show because we have a guest coming on. Yes. So, do you want me to start talking? My name is Jose Morales, and uh, I am blessed to be on this Leadership uh, DNA uh, in podcast with Arturo and Rob, I just want to say thank you guys for inviting me and thank you for uh, for thinking of me and thinking I'm, I belong with you guys. It's a blessing. And FYI, Rob is a guy who got me into podcasts. So uh, that's another thing I want to say. Thank you. On, on the record, my man Rob, thank you for uh, opening that door to me. You are welcome, Jose. And I love how you've taken it and run with it and used it as a positive force for good in the world, both for the building of your brand, but also in highlighting others' stories and the way that people um, have gone through life and made things happen. I knew there was so much potential in you. And certainly if anyone checks you out on social media, they'll see the content that you create. And the reason why I wanted to have you on the show today is to talk about boxing leadership because you own the Jose Morales Boxing Academy. And when I see the content that you create and the way that you lead um, young fighters and the way that you lead yourself and the way that you've transformed yourself, from a boxer to a coach in the, the building of your business. One, it inspires me. Two, there's so many lessons in there. And three, I want to dig deeper into some of the thought processes around leadership because I really believe it can help others who are listening to our show. Cool. Let's do it. That was a great topic. You definitely picked, like I said earlier, man, you, that's my cup of tea. Leadership, boxing, podcast, man, let's do it. Let's go. So here's the first question that I have in Arturo. Here's what we will do. Let's go back and forth. I can ask a question. You can jump in there so we can do a little ping pong here. And Jose, it actually comes from one of your Instagram posts in the last week where you talked about confidence. And I think confidence as a leader is so important. Uh, certainly when times are tough, which welcome to boxing, not everything's going to be puppy dogs and rainbows, but can you share a little bit more about your mindset around confidence? Because all great leaders, they're confident. Yeah. The, man, that's a good question because I, I actually preach this every single day. So the question there, uh, it's, I can go on and on and on, but I'm going to answer it with my mindset and with me. Uh, I've always actually, I'm blessed that I've always been super confident in myself my whole life. So I think that's probably one of those things that I was God just blessed me with. But now as a leader and as a boxing coach, now I have to help my staff be confident in themselves and what they're doing and whatever role they're playing. And then I also have to have these people that are walking through my door be confident enough to feel like they belong to be here first and then belong to stay here, meaning that they're growing, that they're getting better. And then my people that are competing, my, my boxers, uh, they have to feel confident that they can do damage with their hands. When, when they have somebody that may look tougher, may look like they uh, on social media is one of those big things right now that social media, you'll see somebody and you feel like, man, that guy's really good when he's hitting mids or when he's training and you can kind of psych yourself out. So as a coach, I have to really make sure I maintain them 
away from any negative thoughts that they start questioning themselves. Because as soon as you start questioning yourself anything, whatever it is, you're questioning yourself. That means you have a little bit of doubt in your mind. And that little bit of doubt, no matter if it's a little bit or a lot, any doubt in your mind is no good at all. It needs to get out of there. So um, that's one of those things that I, I, I have to try to uh, keep them away from, any negative thoughts, any, any doubters or anything like that, and keep them focused on their mission and whatever mission they may be. I mean, whatever that may, mission may be, uh, talking to them constantly is one of the, the biggest things that I do with them. But with me, is talking to myself in my mind. I'm constantly talking to myself in a good way. Like I said on the Instagram post, I constantly say good things to myself. And, and even if, if I wear an ugly shirt, even if it's an ugly shirt, I still make myself believe it's a great shirt. <laughs> you know what I mean? And little things like that, which help my confidence so then I can help their confidence. And Arturo, I'm curious on your end on confidence because you're someone who comes across as a very confident person. Where does your confidence come from and how do you share that with the rest of your team? Yeah, I mean, I think similar to Jose, it's like, um, I think I think the power of leadership and you and I have spoken about this, Rob, is that in order to be a great leader, you have to fall, you have to be madly in love with yourself and not not in an arrogant way or a conceited way. You have to have such confidence that you have the power and the capacity to do the things that you believe you can do. That gives that will give everybody one peace of mind knowing that they're, they're with the right person. But it also gives you, I think, the strength and the guidance to actually begin to start coaching number two, number three, number four, number five. And so for me, it's, um, you know, I, I've, I've, I've also, and I think, you know, I could probably say the same for you, Rob, that I think that, you know, some of us were, were born with, with a good amount of confidence that you're inherently born that's in the fabric of your DNA. I also have, you know, I have uh, plenty of examples and in, in things that happened throughout my life with both of my parents coaches, people that I've met that really have allowed me to really understand that um, if I train, if I practice, if I prepare, and if I believe in myself and I love myself, then I will be the strongest version of myself. And that will allow me to push that onto other people. I, I love that. And, and the phrase that has become um, one of my favorite of the last two years, and certainly after doing uh, the 75 hard mental toughness program and live hard is earned confidence that I earn my confidence by doing and experiencing things. And so often it's like, Hey, how do you become more confident? Well, you become more confident the more that you do things, whether it's hard things, easy things, anything in general, it's about living in action and earning that confidence. So Arturo, I'll throw this over to you to uh, jam with uh, Jose. Yeah, man. I'd, I'd love to understand. I mean, listen, I, I, you know, diving into the, to just the way that you speak, the way that you perceive the world, the way that you're coaching your fighters, confidence. Obviously, we spoke about confidence; it's such a critical thing. Like, I'd love to understand where your where your influences are coming from. I, you know, is it was it your mother, your your coaches? I mean, where did where did you where did all this come from? Oh uh, man, yeah, that's a another great question. Uh, but it is it, a combination of a lot of people, a lot of things, a lot of life experiences. Uh, throughout my whole life, uh, being raised, I think what helped me become a good, um, a good 
leader in my business and a good uh, and good to my employees is that I been an employee that has been uh, mistreated and underpaid and felt used before. And experiencing that helped me be like, I never want my team to feel what I felt for many years. And then that's what helped me in the business side. Also with, with boxing, I've had boxing coaches that made a big impact in my life. Um, I've had uh, my mother that I love very much. Single, I was I'm raised by a single mother. So my mother was one of those people that I always wanted to, to please. So I never wanted to throw that away and ruin her pride and joy. So that right there was one of those, one of the biggest influences because anytime that I had any, any sort of question or doubt in doing something, I thought of my mother and what would she do and how would she react to it. So um, a combination of all those things is really what made me be who I am and strong, just living through a lot of stuff like that throughout my whole life that made me be this person, a very caring person. I care to bring the best out of people because someone cared enough to see that in me and gave me that opportunity. Like Rob saw the podcast in me and, and now, I'm, now I'm doing it. My boxing coaches saw enough ta- talent in me that they invested in me and coaching me. Uh, someone offered me to coach when I was 16 years old and I started coaching at 16. And that really helped me because I started learning the, how to run a boxing class and things like that at the age of 16. When I was 19, I was running a smog shop, uh, uh, smogging cars at 19 years old. At 23 years old, someone saw the confidence in me to run a dealership, a, uh, in the service department in the dealership at 23 years old. So these are all opportunities people saw in me and believed in me and, and, and gave me the opportunity. And those are the opportunities that I wish to bring upon people and bring them out of them and and this because that's what someone did to me also so that's what i mean there's a combination of a lot of people a lot of things i love it i love it and 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 this is uh, mad respect i mean even again just just looking at your stuff reading your stuff in in a short period 24 hour period you can see that you have the the softness of your soul and your heart that probably comes from your mother but the yeah. rawness, the rawness and toughness from being a sing the the singular male in an all female household, like having yeah. to be that guy for your for the ladies of the house, yeah, requires that. Hey, you gotta in whatever capacity you gotta protect. You gotta protect honor. You gotta protect physical. You gotta protect everything. But you you also share, and it comes off as that you have this real softness and realness about being humble, being a nice person. Those are the things that I think that, you know, qualities certainly that, that, that I would say that I've been, I've been able to pick up from both of my parents, but certainly my mother, my mother was a big part of my, about a, a big part of my upbringing as well. Man, it's man. awesome. I love it. Yeah, man. Good question, Arturo. Thank you for asking that. So Jose, I've got a question around mental toughness. So I was fortunate enough Uh, When I lived in Orlando for one year, I didn't know a single person. So I ended up heading to a boxing gym and taking boxing for a year. And it completely changed my perspective 
on the sport. And it was my first foray into mental toughness and something that I've learned to embrace and seek out. And I'm curious how you one train for mental toughness or two, how you help your fighters with it. Because when you're in a ring and things are tough, mental toughness is the thing that's going to separate those who are good from those who are great. So can you talk a little bit more about the boxing DNA around mental toughness? Yes. Uh, man, boxing is one of those sports. It's actually the only sport, I believe, that does everything uh, during training that is not by the book. And what I mean by not by the book is, for example, if you're playing basketball, football, or anything, you do something where you're like, oh, it's bad for you if you don't eat or you're or you're doing this or whatever it is that you're doing. It's bad for you because it is. Obviously, it's not good for you. Boxing, you do a lot of stuff that is not good for you. Kind of like a Navy SEAL uh, during Navy, Navy SEAL training where they, uh, I've heard that they get drowned. They drown them and they got to uh, bring them back to life. They do CPR and then they got to experience it. Obviously, that's not good for them. I mean, you're over here putting people in water. You know what I mean? Like, that's obviously not good for them. But the experience is what you're getting from it. Is that's the mental toughness that you're pushing through that you're not going to get by going to college or doing something like that. You're not going to experience that. And that's what I do here at the gym. Like, uh, I do things where it is not going to be, it's not, it's not going to be comfortable. Uh, there's multiple scenarios, but the simple one that I'm going to explain to you is running. And and one of the biggest things, if you ever heard this, but boxing, when you sign up to boxing, and what I mean by boxing is uh, when you're competing in boxing, to be a boxer, you're pretty much being a semi-professional runner because boxers run a shit ton, a lot. Every day we run, we run three to four miles daily on top of our boxing training. Like running is a big part of boxing. And the reason behind that, besides the cardio, besides you losing the weight because you got to maintain a low weight, besides all the obvious things of running, the biggest part of it is the mental strength. When you feel like you cannot go, when your body's beat, you have shins flinched, your fucking feet hurt, you may have plantar fasciitis, you may have this, you may have that, your knees hurt, your back hurts, does not matter. You have to keep going. You keep going and it doesn't matter if you run the day and that day you happen to run a 10 minute pace because you have shin splints and back pain. But the point is you push through pain, push through pain. When someone else would have told you, take the day off because you have plantar fasciitis at the boxing gym, I tell you, I don't give a fuck. Put your running shoes and go run because that's what it comes down to. Because when you fight and if you, and you watch this in boxing and boxers, when if they're fighting, and somebody quits because he broke his hand or he broke his jaw in boxing or any combat sport, it looks down upon. It looks like you're not a fighter because you didn't fight through that. And people were like, well, he's got another day. He's got more than fighting. Yes, I get it. But this is a sport that is not by the book. It's you're a fighter. You got to fight through things. You're not a, you're not a scientist. You know what I mean? You're a fighter. You, this is what makes you. So I, I test my boxers every day with things like this, where I put you in an uncomfortable situation. And if you can't push through that, I tell them straight up, go bake cookies, go bake cookies, go do something else. Boxing is not for you. If you can't push through a little bit of uncomfortable, 
a little bit of uncomfortableness. And uh, yeah, that's it. I, I love that. It is such a unique skill, but one that is the gift that keeps on giving because of course, Jose, the reason that you're training them for that is so that once they get in the ring and when the lights are on and they are in that moment, once again, they've earned that confidence. They know all of that time they put in the reps and did the runs and did the things that they did not want to do. And that grit and mental toughness, and mental strength is a separator when all things are equal. Yep. I agree. That's exactly how you earn your confidence. Very true. You know nothing will break you. So ain't no person across the ring that's going to break somebody that pushed through all that training. Your mind is so confident at that point that it don't matter if you break my ribs and you break my arm, I'll kick your ass with one arm. I mean, with, you know what I mean? It does not matter. It does not matter because that's how strong my mind is. So, yeah, very true. I, I love the um, every everything again, everything that I read and that I saw and that I was like, you know, to kind of digesting. It's all to me, it's all extremely applicable, 100 percent applicable in everything in a corporate space, in a business space. Yep. You know, Rob, Rob and I spoke about, you know, get comfortable being uncomfortable that if you really want to make something of yourself in this life, whether it's in a sport, whether if it's in a career, whether if it's as an entrepreneur, whether it's whatever it is, if you do not get to a point where you have to be accustomed to being very uncomfortable, you're not going to survive. Yeah. You're not going to survive. You, you won't make the impact that you want to make. So, you know, I guess one of the, one of the next questions I saw, there was a post from five days ago. It was, um, where you mention you 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 call out one of the boxers and you're like, hey cabron, you're like you're you know you're not you're not you're not hitting enough, you're not you're not moving enough, and and then in the in the actual text, you write that you know you have to give your boxer, you have to tell your boxer in a minute, you have to tell him the good, the bad, and the ugly, and that's that is the 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 priority for a coach in the corner to be able to make adjustments really quick. Funny thing is like Rob and I have had a bunch of conversations that about, about the impact of that just on, on leadership and on coaching that you, that these real time spurts, these real time feedbacks, whether it's in, in boxing or, or in business, that it's super, super impactful. And, and so the question is, tell me a little bit more about that, that quality, that characteristic, and, and does that apply to the way that you manage your employees on the business side as well? <clears throat> yes, uh, Arturo, it's actually very, very parallel how you said it. And this, and uh, something that I created here at the gym, I do something where I created a 10-stage warrior program for my boxers to go through similar to mixed martial arts. And the reason why I'm bringing this up is um, everything that you I've learned in boxing made me be that much greater as a human, but as an entrepreneur. Because there's nothing that phases me if if my whole staff quit on me in my head i know i can still i'll figure this shit out like this i don't care what happens if they make me close for a year i'll figure that shit out there's nothing in my mind that will phase my business and that i got from boxing because i learned that through boxing and i'm thankful for that because of boxing so back to your question is i do very well 
train my boxers be, uh, that way because I tell them, if you get this, and it doesn't matter if you don't become a world champion, but if you get anything out of boxing when you leave these doors, is I just hope you leave with a boxer's mentality and that you have that strength and confidence in your mind that you can tackle this and whatever, you can take this and tackle whatever obstacle comes in your life later on because you learned it here. And I, t and I teach the same thing and I talk about the same stuff with, with my staff. I tell them the same thing. Um, and you know, the, one of the things that make it easier for me to tell my staff that is because my entire staff one by one all started as a member at the gym, competed here, da da da, and then down the road became became part of the part of the staff. Literally everyone on my staff except one of my coaches that him and I grew up together boxing. He is the only one that did not start as a member, but everybody else started as a member first, and then from there became became uh, what they are doing now at the gym and. And, and a funny note, let me, let me tell you guys this. So throughout my warrior program, the ones that are very coachable and they're very multiple and listen very well when they're coaching, uh, when I'm coaching them as boxers, this is what helps me see, do I, well, do I really want to have this person on my staff? Because I've noticed all the ones that were uncoachable during boxing were uncoachable during, during, as a staff member. They're identical. And that's what made it so easy for me to transfer from here to there because it's the same thing. It's literally the same thing because the people have the same core values and they have the same, regardless if it's during a workout or during work, they're still the same person. Um, and they're gonna, and they're gonna uh, react in, in the same way, so yeah. I love it. You know what? I'm, there's, there's, there's now this analogy that I'm going to use because here's the thing is in, for me in the past, or even, even now when I'm coaching employees, again, I, I let people know, even when I'm hiring, I, I'm going to let them know, listen, you're going to hear, you're going to hear a lot from me. I'm going to tell you if you're doing something fantastic, I'm going to grab you and I'm going to let you know, I'm not going to wait. I'm not going to tell you the next day. I'm not going to send you a card. I'm going to tell you right then when I see you, on the, same, on the same note, if I see you do something wrong, I'm going to let you know. I'm going to correct that action. But the reality is like people aren't going to get their head knocked off or their teeth knocked out if I don't tell them in the corporate side. Yeah. If, you, if you don't tell somebody how to adjust quick and what they're doing bad and, hey, man, you got him. He's moving this way. Get him. Keep pushing on that. Keep pushing on that. Focusing on the good. That's what wins fights. That's what wins mm -hmm. fights. And so it's, it's the analogy to me now is like, I can, I can share and help, help people understand a little bit better and say, listen, you will get infinitely stronger if you're open-minded to getting feedback from me real time. Yep. Yep. 100%. Very we, might we might survive the fight. Yep. I, I actually heard one, um, a, it kind of reminds me of it right now, but I think I saw it on, on Instagram or something, but it said uh, uncoachable kids become uncoachable uh, um, uh, employees or un, yeah. you can't work. They, they become bad employees if they weren't uncoachable as kids, which is in a way I, I see 100% true because a, a lot it has to do with how you're raised and how you're brought up. You just reminded me of that Arturo song. I had to throw that in there, but that is true.
So Jose, last question I have for you is around self-chatter. So we've talked so much about the mental side of things because I believe the mental side of things is the biggest game changer of them all. I look back at my entrepreneurial journey and when I realized self-awareness and everything was on me, I was like, all right, well, I can control my mindset and I can control how much I learn and no one can ever take that away from me. So let's talk about self-chatter because it can be either the biggest blessing or the biggest curse for people. It's something that all of us face on a daily basis because life is more like a roller coaster than it is linear. Just everything. Once again, is not puppy dogs and rainbows. And I'm curious, we talked about confidence. We talked about mental toughness. How do you teach or how do you think about self chatter and controlling your thoughts? Also knowing that many of your students are going to go out outside of your gym and not have you right there talking to them 24 hours a day. Um, you're asking me, how do I handle that or, or do I let it affect me? Well, it can be either one. One, how do you handle that or coach that? Because it is such an important thing on what we are saying to ourselves because it's always present. Yeah. Uh, so one thing I tell my, my, my kids and uh, actually all my boxers, I tell them this. Uh, when they're training, there's times where they're alone, meaning by alone is they may be running alone. They may be hitting the bag alone. They may be doing something, but they're alone. And alone meaning they don't have me right there telling them, all right, go, one more. All right, let's do this. Because they act different when I'm there cheering them on and when I'm not there. And I tell them, if you could only run a six-minute mile, seven-minute mile, but you could only do that when I'm there, and you can't do that when I'm not there, there's a problem. Because now when you go to the real world, that means you're only going to do things good if coach is there. And if coach is not there, you're not going to do it. Good. And that's not good because coach is not always going to be there. So you got to have that. And I tell them like that, same conversation I'm having with you guys right now. I tell them just like that. You got to learn to create that self-discipline within yourself that you have to stay away from certain things, certain people, and you have to make that decision on your own, not because coach told you. You have to want to do that. And, um, and I can tell who's serious and who takes it serious because I can tell when I'm not looking at them how they work. And if they're working hard when I'm not looking at them, they're making the right decisions when I'm not looking at them too. I love that. Arturo, I'll allow you to wrap this up with another question. Okay. This, I mean, I, I have about 40 more questions, but this is, uh, this is one that I think is um, – is going to be valid for, for all of us and, and, and pretty important. So, I mean, you got a lot of personalities, a lot of different kids coming into that gym. I see, I see white girls, I see white guys, I see Brown kids, I see black kids. And so from all walks of life, one of the, one of the, the things a great coach has the ability to do is understanding who they need to be, to be able to connect with that person. So rather than saying, I'm going to be this person and I'm going to leave that kid over there in the corner. And if he doesn't want to, if he doesn't want to uh, conform to who I am and what this is, and then I'm just going to, he's going to stay over there. But one of the things that I've learned over, over, over my life in terms of leadership is that sometimes I have to give myself, I have to give myself and also become subordinate almost become subordinate almost to, to allow that, that entry point. 
And so I just, I'd love to understand because I, I can see it. I know it. I see what, I see all the stuff that you're doing and I see these different kids that you're coaching. All of them end up getting this crazy, this crazy momentum, this coaching, this instruction from you, but not all these kids are the same. So tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, it's, it's there's definitely, um, the way it started is, I used to, like I said, uh, when I was boxing, I, I would, I've actually was able to experience a lot of different trainers, a lot of different boxing gyms. And I noticed growing up that if you were to serve boxing a coach, all their, co all their boxers look at and box the same. And I always find it curious. It was, I always find, I was always interested that, that why is it that they're all identical? And it, and it's very, um, that, I find it interesting that each of those trainers only had two, three, four boxers. They didn't have a lot of them. And the reason behind that is because they weren't not able to connect to that many people because they were so close-minded that they could only get to a handful versus a whole bunch. And that kind of sparked interest in me. And that's kind of what lit the light bulb for me. And then when I was at the dealership and then when I started working on cars, I noticed that I actually went to a sales, uh, I went to a sales um, like training where they talked about what you have to do to uh, to make better sales and things like that. And one of the things they mentioned, they said, you have to ask questions. You got to talk to your clients, see what they need. And then once you do that, you respond with making sure they know they got the right guy. They hired the right place for their needs. Once you know that, you know what you have to provide to make this person happy. So that kind of connected another dot for me. A guy that couldn't close, uh, couldn't reach a lot of people, and then a person that is out here pleasing people by asking questions. So then when I started coaching, I started remembering these things that I went through in life, and I started paying attention to that. And I said, me as a coach, I have to look at my, the person that I have here and see what they are going through by asking questions, talking to them, seeing what they're good at and making them better at that. And then seeing what their weaknesses are and helping, helping them become stronger in their weak spots. And what I started doing is I started paying attention to each one of those members that came by. Are they here because they're just depressed? Are they here because they're whatever it is that they need? And I just fulfilled that need for them. And I did that with my boxers too. If they're tall and lanky. I made sure that when we fought, we fought long, tall. If they were short, we showed them how to fight on the inside. If they had good uh, stamina, we showed how to apply pressure, high, high, high uh, tempo. If they had strength, power, whatever it is, I build around their strength. I didn't build around what I wanted because it wasn't me. It was them. And at the end of the day, I'm here for them. And that's the way I looked at it. Hallelujah. I love it, man. That's, that's amazing. That's exactly why you're successful. And that's why, that's why, and again, just from quick snippets of looking at, at, at your life and how I, how I perceive it. I'm like, man, this guy is, this guy is connecting with so many different people. And the only way to do that is to be able to have this ability to convert. It's almost like chameleon leadership and yep. understanding that you have to be you have to be a little bit something, a little bit different to certain people to be able to get the most out of them. 
Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Thank you, Arturo, for that question. You guys have great questions. Well, Jose, thank you for coming on. We like to wrap up every episode by giving an action item or a takeaway. It's something that we can ask the audience to do something or, hey, something really resonated with us. And I'll get this party started. And my action item is around getting comfortable being uncomfortable. It is something that by design, people do not want to do. So my action item is today and or this week or all of this month, design discomfort into what you do once a day. Do something that pushes you. And here's a simple example of what I do. I take uh, some semblance of a cold shower every single day. And why in the world do I do it? Because 100 times out of 100, when I turn that water to freezing cold, it is cold and it sucks. But I like to think of it as micro doses of courage and mental toughness. So I seek it out. And when I'm about to do it, I don't allow my bitch voice to come and say, Rob, don't do it. I use it and I think of myself like a lion who's just roaring, boom. I see that adversity and that mental toughness and I seek that out. So that is my action item. Seek out something. It doesn't have to be massive. It can be something small. Seek out that discomfort in the name of mental toughness. And Arturo, I'll throw this over to you next. Yeah. I mean, my, my, my takeaway is going to be the, um, is just that people, people should really understand the power of immediate feedback, whether it's going to, it's going to surprise somebody because it's, it's new to them or it's going to empower them that that type of feedback as shown by Jose and like, you know, being a coach in the ring can be a, a matter of life and death for your business. I love it. And Jose, let's throw this over to you. Do you have an action item or a takeaway? Um, action item or a takeaway, I would say action item. I'm gonna start with action item. If I, uh, something that I would say you guys should, um, uh, whoever's listening to this, uh, applies, um, something where you're going to build your confidence and what something that will help you with building your confidence is the people around you. If the people around you are all uh, constantly talking bad about you and a little bad stuff, it doesn't have to be that serious. It's just negative thoughts towards your way, friends, family, whoever it may be, slowly, slowly get away further and further from that and slowly and slowly get by people that are positive. Even if they don't say positive things to you yet, start changing who you spend your free time with more because that is the first step to building your confidence because you got to be feeding yourself with good things. So that's my action for you guys. And hopefully you guys could take that and change that, change your circle. I absolutely love that. And to yes. And that a simple thing you can do is you don't have to let someone know that I'm not going to be kicking it or hanging out with you. You can make it like a silent, slow burn where it's just not part of who you are and what you do. So someone might not even realize that you're distancing yourself from them, as opposed to having to go up to every person you think is negative and say, Hey, what's up? I'm no longer doing this with you. Boom. Just change it. I love what you said right there. So Jose, where can everybody connect with you? Um, the easiest one is probably Instagram. Uh, I actually don't have anything else. It's just Instagram or my email. Uh, but Instagram is easiest one. It's L underscore 
Ray underscore de underscore Sacra, which is the king of Sacramento, is E-L underscore R-E-Y underscore D-E underscore S-A-C-R-A. And uh, hit me up on there, El Rey de Sacra. And I'm always responding. I, I, I'm very, very responsive. I love talking to people, as you can tell. I'm a people person. So anything I could ever do to maybe feed your confidence or something, I'm there for you. Well, in the interest of real-time feedback, Jose, I've got real-time feedback for you because you are leaving something on the table, my friend. Remember how we started this podcast? You said, Rob, thank you very much for helping me with launching my podcast. Guess what is another way that people can connect with you and get a dose on a regular basis of Jose Morales? by listening to your podcast. Yeah, so moving sure. forward, every time you're doing an interview, I don't want you to just say your Instagram. I want you to also let people know where they can listen to your podcast. So Jose, where can everybody listen to your podcast and what is it called? Okay. Uh, that's what I'm talking about, Rob. I forget to mention that. Jose, uh, the podcast is called the Jose Miles Podcast. That's simple. I'm actually having season two drop in a couple of weeks. Uh, so I'm uh, about, uh, I did a full 80 episodes last season and now I'm back wow. at season two and, uh, and, and it's a great, I, I'm, man, it's just, I, you get better with time. Like everything at the beginning, I was trying to figure out where my vibe was going to be, who I am. And now I'm kind of started feeling myself and, and feeling what if people like and things like that. And it's great. Just like I bring all sorts of people to come by, talk to us females, males, successful, non-successful, everybody that had all these battles and you're hearing all these things, most of them uh, that I got from here from the gym. And it's just great way to start your Monday because I uh, we, we drop every Monday a new episode. And it's just a good way to just listen to something to have a killer week. And uh, it's with the Jose Morales Podcast, baby. It's on Apple uh, Podcasts and it's on Spotify, on YouTube, and yep, that is it. Boom. I love that, Jose. I can feel the passion in that. That's why I want to hear more of that from you. Arturo, where can everybody connect with you? Best place is going to be on LinkedIn. So it's Arturo Gomez uh, LinkedIn. And on my end, you can hit me up on all social media platforms at Rob Cressy, especially Instagram and LinkedIn. You can also go to robcressy.com where I'm starting to create a lot more content around living your best life and uh, the mindset side of things, upgrading your mindset. You can go to robcressy.com. And we want to hear from you about this episode. Is there anything that stood out to you? Anything you're taking action on? Or are there leadership lessons you have learned from taking boxing? Make sure to hit all three of us up and let us know.